You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how you choose instead of find your ikigai. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, Master Certified Coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week on the podcast, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most and have a lot more fun in the process. All right, let's get started. Hello, this podcast is about Ikigai. I love Ikigai. It is loosely translated as the thing that gives your life meaning or how to add value to the world? What gives you joy? It's a concept more than just a term that's defined. I first heard about this, oh, years ago. I went through a period where I was studying a lot about lean, lean being process improvement or quality design, really. Learning about Kanban and Kaizen and Ikigai was one of those concepts that came into my awareness then. And I just love the idea that your Ikigai is a kind of a hybrid of passion and contribution and what you can get paid for too, like the way that we make a living in this world. One of my passions totally is creating this podcast. It's such a meaningful way for me to research topics, for me to express myself. And I love the possibility that it helps others in some way. So my ikigai is expressed in part through this beautiful thing I've created, the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I wanted to talk about ikigai because I recently have been in formal mentoring relationships with people who are early or mid-career, and the topic of ikigai is something that I have brought in. There is anxiety around finding your purpose and your passion and a way to get paid for what you contribute. And then here we are at the beginning of the year, and a lot of people are starting the year with resolutions to become a better person, a different person, that they want to change something. And I thought choosing your ikigai was a wonderful way to frame up the opening of the year. First of all, I'll get a little bit more into what is Ikigai, the traditional ways people tend to talk about Ikigai, and the less stress, more fun alternative. Let's start with the basics. Ikigai. And there is a beautiful uh, TED Talk linked in the show notes where he has a very playful way of describing it. And even he goes through how to pronounce it. Ikigai. And there's a book by Hector Garcia called Ikigai, The Japanese Secret to a Long and Happy Life. You can find Ikigai diagrams all over the internets, and essentially it's overlapping Venn diagrams. There's what you love, what the world needs, what you're good at, and what you can get paid for. So it's essentially, if you were to stack on what you're passionate about, the vocation, what the world needs, you know, the, the thing we give to make the world a better place, along with our profession, which is how we get paid for what we do. So it, what can be so interesting is when you look at this Ikigai diagram, a lot of people who are new to this concept feel a little bit of anxiety because 
The traditional way of hearing ikigai described is that it is something that you find. Like it is if you're on a scavenger hunt through the woods of your life, and if you take the right paths and you're aware enough, then you can find your ikigai. Like it's this stable, consistent thing that is just waiting for you to find it and it will be there. I think when I talk to people of different generations, it's very interesting how different generations have ideas about passion in life and whether work should just be a place you get a paycheck or whether work should be a trade of time and money, but the work performed should be passionate and meaningful and good for the world. There are generational differences in that idea. When I talk to people who are early and in their mid-career, there's a lot of fear and anxiety about what is their passion and is this really their passion? Is that the passion or is that, you know, because we think of, of passion as kind of this emotional experience, not a cognitive choice. And when we're attracted to something, whether it's in a relationship or a, a career choice, once we get used to it and the novelty wears off, like a lot of the so-called passion and attraction is just novelty. I mentor people who say, I thought this was my passion, but then I got kind of bored. And they're constantly in searching mode. When you think about Ikigai and you look at that diagram originally, maybe the first times you're introduced or with a traditional approach is you think, oh no, how can I find something that hits all of those categories? And it's a beautiful, beautiful concept that people layer on so much stress about how to interpret and incorporate it into their life. I'd like to propose a less stress, more fun alternative for how to incorporate the concept of Ikigai into your life. Ikigai is such a beautiful concept, and it would be a shame to ruin it with all of this stressful pressure. I like to teach Ikigai as something that you choose, and it's almost like a lifelong art project. You choose it over time, and it evolves over time. It is not something you have to go searching for, and then you find this thing and you think, is this my Ikigai? Or maybe it's this. The searching is for something that is going to be a solution for us is very anxiety provoking for our brain. So let's just flip the script. Let's throw out the whole searching thing and let's try the concept of choosing your Ikigai. So if you think of the sections of Ikigai, what you love, what the world needs, what you're good at, what you can get paid for, and you think about these things overlapping, you can look at it instead of like a thing that you're going to find out there if you just live your life right. You can instead look at it like you're filling in a coloring book. You could pick one section at a time and just flirt with it, evaluate it, just take this concept playfully into your day as like a, you know, a journaling prompt. And you could ask yourself the same question for a week or two until you feel like you've really gotten to know it again without stress or pressure of doing it right. This is your life. We 
you know, maybe some people think you can live your life right or you could do it wrong. But if you really look at most of us, most of us are just doing the best we can with whatever is happening today, tomorrow, and the day after that. So that is one strategy is to fill it in like a coloring book. Just pick a section and play with different concepts, you know, try like what you love and what you're good at and try making some mashups, you know, fusion cooking is always such a popular thing. Do some fusion imagining with these different quadrants of Ikigai. And you can also think of it as crafting. Ikigai is a living, breathing, organic concept in your life. What you love when you're 15 may be completely different when you're 50. What you're good at probably will evolve over time. And what the world needs and what you can be paid for, hello, it doesn't matter if you're the best buggy maker in the world. There's just not a massive market for people to ride buggies around in stagecoaches to take mail from New York to San Francisco. Like the, what the world needs and what you can be paid for is something that we don't directly control. Markets are created by factors much larger and much more chaotic than any of us have control over. So this idea of locking in an guy and locking it into place is unrealistic in this world when what the world needs and what we can be paid for. These two major things in Ikigai are subject to change without notice. So I love this idea that Ikigai, it's this moving thing, it's this shifting thing. One way that you can have a less stress, more fun approach to Ikigai is remembering that Ikigai is... It is not a thing you discover and then it rules your life. It's just a mindset in a way. You can puzzle with it. You can play with it. You can use it to reflect, what am I good at? I, I like asking myself that question over time and then really challenging it. Like, how do I know? Because what I'm good at and really loved 20 years ago isn't the same as what I want to spend more time doing now. So ikigai isn't a recipe. It isn't it isn't a thing you get. It is just a way of looking at the world. Ikigai is a frame of mind. It's not a thing you find. It is a way you live. When you think about your life being meaningful and bringing value, ikigai is about joy, meaning, connection. And the way these things look to us can evolve over time. I love the idea as we're opening up a new year that we get to choose our ikigai for now and that we can revisit choosing our ikigai at different points in time. In one of the mentoring conversations I had recently, we were talking about this concept because I had shared resources about Ikigai and they were really concerned. They're like, I don't know if I can find it. And I thought I had found it, but it seems like it's not what I love anymore. And there was just so much pressure around finding the Ikigai, this one treasure we get in life. And when we said, no, let's just throw that whole concept out. You're going to choose your Ikigai and you get to your 
rebuilding and changing it as you go the same way that the cells in our body turn over. You know, what do they say? Every seven years, we're completely different people from every neuron in our body because of the way that we shed the old and we replace it with new things. The Ikigai is just like us. It it lives, it evolves. It is something you get to choose over and over again. So I love this idea. I love that we get to choose and dance with the concept of Ikigai. We get to decide what is our Ikigai. It is not just a prize that we win if we travel the right and worthy path. We choose it. We are it. We can become aware of this concept and look for ways that our Ikigai, almost like that concept of flow state as well, like when you're in that sweet spot where what you love and what you're good at and what the world needs and you can get paid for it too, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So my invitation to you this week is to consider this new season of your life. What would you like to think about your purpose, your Ikigai, and how would you like to bring the concept of Ikigai to your goals and projects that you have going on right now? I love to even think about Ikigai for simple things, like for example, working out. If you think at what I love and what's available and what I'm good at, I could have an Ikigai approach to working out, even for social things. What do I love and what am I good at and what's available? This concept can be very, very flexible. How can you use what you love, what you're good at, and what the world needs to shape your decision-making? Does it always have to be applied to things you can be paid for? So I'm taking this concept of Ikigai, which is everything we have as humans is made up anyway, and really making it less stress, more fun, and saying it can be applied to dial in the connection to anything you do. Would you like to use Ikigai in your life that way? It has really been fun for me to reignite my love for the concept of Ikigai. I love remembering that I don't need to monetize everything I love. I feel like that's um, that's something that has evolved in recent decades is this idea that if you love it, you should find a way to get paid for it. I don't think you have to feel a burning passion for everything you get paid for either. I don't feel like I have to have this burning passion and sense of perfect fit for everything that I get paid for. Because I see life is a colorful palette. It's a blend of possibilities. It's a blend of things that make me comfortable and things that don't make me comfortable. I don't see Ikigai as a way to lock into my comfort zone and, you know, just be like, this is what I'm meant to do and it's awesome and I love it and I get paid for it. I think that's a lot of pressure on our careers. But I do love the idea of using Ikigai to modify my mindset within these things. So play with that. When you think about what you love, that's a mindset. Those are things you decide. When you think of what you're good at, that's a mindset. Those are things you decide. What the world needs is you interpreting the feedback from what's out there and what you can get paid for 
there's a lot of creativity and mental activity and emotional activity to all of these quadrants of the Ikigai. So go have fun and play with Ikigai. See how it comes to life in your own life and see if you want to choose instead of find your meaning and value and passion and purpose in this coming year. It was so fun to experience Ikigai in this conversation. I'm so inspired myself about going out and transferring value and joy between myself, the people I live with, the people I work with in this coming week. All right, until next time. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review wherever you listen. This will help other listeners find the show and bring less stress, more fun out into the world. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next week.